whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. It's been a busy morning. My phone hasn't stopped blowing up for the past hour. What happened? Uh, we just released uh, our cover of Hunger Strike. Ah, very nice. With, uh, with Lejean from uh, Seven Dust. All right, all right. I haven't heard it yet. I saw it just on the homepage and I thought like, oh, this could be a cover song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we just, uh, we just... We just put it out this morning or last night at midnight nice. and uh yeah so it's lots going on yeah we were happily surprised to have you back here in europe with heavy is the crown and yeah uh, and uh we were like yeah well you know here he is again it's all you know it's all there because just to be quite, quite honest I thought for a moment, a couple of years ago, I thought for a moment we'd lost you to pop music. Yeah, I thought <laughs> I lost myself too. Um, it's it's one of those interesting things where you know you you uh, find yourself in in the throes of success and following trends that that uh, your peers or even the people that work for you are telling you that you got to do this to stay relevant or you got to. You know, we got to change up the sound if we want to stay on the radio. And, uh, you know, nobody's playing guitars anymore. And then you start to believe this hype. Yeah. And then you step back and go, wait a minute, I did all these changes and we didn't have any of the success that, that you promised would happen if we did these things. So why am I not just doing what I love? And when, when we parted ways with RCA, when I parted ways with RCA and finished my contract and, yeah. you know, I stepped back and was like, what do I want to do? What is the music that made me want to do this in the first place? You know, as a 16 year old kid, you know, um, and I started going back and listening to those old records, like, you know, facelift and, and mm. dirt and well, you know, you know, super unknown, uh, live throwing copper and secret Samadhi, those records that really made me want to, be a musician and to be a rock singer, I was like, that's what I want to do. And I started to feel alive again. And I was like, holy shit, I've been missing out on uh, doing what I actually love. And, uh, and it's been, it's been great to, to be independent and um, to create, you know, what we've wanted to create for a long time now. And, and the, the fact that people are embracing it, And not going, no, nah, you lost us a long time ago. We're done. <laughs> you know, uh, good try. It's it's really, it feels really good that that people are like, oh, finally, this is what we've been waiting for. <laughs> is Heavy is the Crown uh, the title track of the coming record? No, no. Uh, I haven't announced the, uh, the, the album title yet, but yeah. it is, uh, it is coming soon. It is, we, we've, <laughs> We finished our parts on the record, uh, me and the guys, and now it's in post-production and mixing and all that. But um, it's coming this year. I'll say that. Yeah, we're look. We're really so much looking forward to this, and we're curious as hell as you can imagine. Um, can, well, can you can you tell us what Heaviest the Crown is all about? Well, I've always you know I've always thought that that songs mean different things to different people but at the same time it means something different to us when 
like, especially for me as a writer, like it'll mean one thing when I'm writing it and then it'll, it'll turn into something else. And I remember, um, I mean, for instance, you know, when, when we wrote, uh, world on fire, that was before COVID that was before, you know, you know, the George Floyd incident that was before many other of these police brutality incidents that you've heard all about yet lyrically, it feels like it was exactly about that. And it was this weird kind of foreshadowing or, or it just happened to, to mean, I wrote it when Australia was on fire and, you know, there was no shortage of police brutality or, you know, screwed up things in the world. And that kind of informed the lyrics and with heavy as the crown, uh, you know, my, my keyboard player, Elvio, he had sent over this verse and chorus idea like, Hey man, what do you think of this? And, uh, do you think this will work for the record? And it was, it was heavy as the crown. And, um, I just felt like this, like, I felt like if world on fire was kind of a a hard look at the world and what's going on around us, that, that heavy as the crown was the answer to that. And to show that we all have this heavy responsibility to do the right thing, this heavy responsibility, whether it be over our families or, you know, our own proverbial castles or just carving your way without, you know, conforming to societal norms, like, you know, uh, you know, major record labels or, (laughs) or, you know, anything like that, where you're trying to carve your own path and, and, and create your own success, create your own life. That's a heavy responsibility, but it's also very liberating when you know that, that, that you have the power to do that. Um, so, and, and I think to me now that's, that's kind of what it symbolizes is that we all have the weight of the world on our shoulders. Nobody's, nobody's different. You know, we all, you, you could talk to, you think you got it bad until you talk to the next person. And then you're like, Oh shit, you're going through something way worse than, mm-hmm. than me. I feel like I can stop complaining now, you know? Um, and that happens to me daily. I feel like I've, you know, like I'm overwhelmed. It's too much. And then I'll get perspective by talking to a friend of mine and what they're going through. And I'm like, Oh, never mind. I'll shut up. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, we're talking now, although we talk, you know, via zoom, uh, we talk almost like, uh, um, like normal, uh, but how did you, how did you hold up through the, through times like these? I mean, how, you know, how was that for you? The whole thing? I, I it, it feels like, the tension is getting a little bit weaker of all, you know, with the vaccination and everything, and especially in the U.S. I think uh, you guys are very fast forward uh, with with all the, you know, we're going back to some kind of normality or whatever that it, that is. But but what was how was how were the last two years for you? Yeah, for it started off kind of rocky, you know, thinking you know this was all new to everyone. We didn't know yeah. if we were going to be. You know, when they said, uh, you got to stay in your house for two weeks, I was like, I can manage that. I guess that's <laughs> not too bad. And then two weeks later, we're still in our house and we're hearing these rumblings of uh, this might last for months. This might last for six more weeks. Mm-hmm. And it was terrifying because we had never experienced anything like that. And I'm used to when things get tough, I'm used to escaping on the road. <laughs> I'm used to get getting back out there and performing and like, I don't want anything to do with this. 
and I couldn't leave. I couldn't escape. I, I, and it, and I think it was a very introspective year because it forced me to see things within myself that maybe I had, um, ignored for years, things that, uh, that I felt were very clear that I needed to work on within myself. And, and I think it kind of helped me, um, with a bit of an identity crisis, you know, mm -hmm. and I realized how much of my identity was wrapped up in being on stage and being on the road and how much of my self-worth was wrapped up in, in, a, in, in the fans praise, you know, and when that was all kind of stripped away, I had to be like, well, who am I, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. and, and I feel like a lot of people have, have been forced to kind of look in the mirror a lot these past two years and for worse or for better, um, I chose to, to do something about it and, and really sit with myself and start meditating and start really trying to see things that I needed to work on as a husband, as a parent, um, you know, as a friend. Uh, and, and for that, I'm like super grateful that, that we mm -hmm. got this much needed pause from, the the mundane or the the routine of of normal life but with all that said i'm kind of ready to <laughs> i'm ready to get back out there and and get back to some normalcy again you know i talked to a lot of musicians and they obviously a lot of them used the chance with the break that uh, they would just go ahead and start and write new music um how was that for you did you go like well i got 20 songs in line now and I can finish them or was it like, nah, I don't feel like, you know? Well, we had started the record pre COVID. Um, so I had had about six songs written for the record, uh, mm -hmm. that I was working on with my producers, Marty Fredrickson and Scott Stevens. Um, and we, we had some good momentum going and then COVID hit and everything just took a pause, but world on fire was already written and recorded and we just had to get, we just had to get the band on it. So we got the band on it and they did all their parts at home and it worked out. Wasn't, uh, wasn't, you know, our favorite situation. I like being around the guys. I like experiencing the vibe, but it worked out and it was great. And we put it out and I felt like it bought us a little bit of time, but at the same time during this whole, um, break, it's just one, thing after another and I and it was no shortage of things to write about so <laughs> yeah. when, whenever whenever we I was able to get back into the studio uh we had I had all kinds of ammunition to to you know I had song ideas on my phone that would hit me while I was in the bathroom or you know late at night at you know out in the you know just chilling out in my hot tub outside and uh, song idea will hit me and one of them is turned into what's going to be the next single. And, um, it's probably one of my favorite songs I've ever written. And it's weird how, I don't think if I was, if, if everything had stayed the same and we were going back out on the road, I don't yeah. think I would have written half the songs for this record. Um, and I don't think this record would have turned into what it needed to turn into. Uh, but I'm very happy and grateful for that, that break. So I was able to fully focus on the record, fully focus on the, the type of videos I wanted to make for this album yeah. and, and all the artwork surrounding it. I, I've been more involved 
than I think I've been in my entire career. And it's a lot of work. My head is spinning in eight <laughs> different orbits, but I, I feel more artistically fulfilled than I felt in my entire career. Are you a little bit afraid of what the reaction might be when the, once the record comes out? Because, you know, you get, you get, you know, very good reactions about the single and everything and that, you know, that the guitars are back and everything. But then again, putting out a record is something different entirely. You go like, what's the feedback going to be? Are they going to like it or not? Don't they, you know? Uh, are, you, are you nervous about that? I think there's always a, a bit of that. And that just means you care. You know, there's yeah, always yeah. that. I mean, I feel that I feel that way before I go out on stage every night. There's always that like. I hope they're excited, you know, I hope, I hope they are, you know, excited to see us as we are to see them. Um, but I actually don't think they've heard anything yet. That's how good I feel about this record. Um, I feel like they've gotten the tip of the iceberg and um, I feel like we've created something very magical uh, in this record that um, it's hard for me to explain right now because The only thing that's out is the two songs, but yeah. um, it feels very real, very, I think there's something on it for everyone. Um, but the two songs that you heard, I will say this, it's not the only rock songs on the record. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know, it, I know it's, it'll be easy to think like, oh, maybe this is all they're giving us and then we're going to get a record full of pop. And that's not the case. Uh, but with you putting out, you know, a real rock record, whatever, you know, rock is rock music. Uh, um, has the situation and the, 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 the atmosphere and everything about this whole music in the U.S. changed a little bit? That bands go back from, you know, from, you know, being overly produced into, you know, whatever direction and then just focus on the real thing again? Or are you leading the momentum? Uh, well, I, I don't know about that, but I do see a lot of um, I do see a lot of bands going back to those organic roots. Um, you know, uh, Mammoth. Um, yeah. You know, uh, um, you know the new Seven Dust record. Uh, uh, who else have I been listening to um, a lot? Uh, the Greta Von Fleet stuff. You know, it it feels like. And I think everything is cyclical. And I think, I think in general, people want to hear real instrumentation and real music again. Mm -hmm. And um, I think, you know, I have the utmost respect for every genre and I think there's a place for it, but, you know, I think as a, uh, as a, as a fan of music, I want to hear, you know, a band, you know, behind their instruments and, it not be perfect, it not be, you know, overly produced and, and glossed over with, you know, uh, all the bells and whistles. And, and I think we took a lot of that into consideration while making this record. Um, you know, obviously we want it to sound great and we want it to sound, you know, like it, it all has a common thread, but uh, I think we, we attacked it very organically. And I think people are going to see that. Yeah. All right. I mean, I got to ask you something because this is on the tip of my tongue. Like, you know, when you, when you did the masked singer, how much did, how much did you fight for going out there dressed as Batman? 
Uh, that would that would have been funny. Um, that would have been too dead of a giveaway. But um, they uh, they kind of have their their costumes already picked out, and you get to just see which one you resonate with the most. Um, All right. All right. And uh, but uh, but that was a, that was a lot of fun. I, I don't think I've ever had that much of a struggle in performing in my life because you have all this weight of a costume and then you've got this mask on that's covering all your air supply. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and it's real, it's live. I mean, you are singing yeah. into this microphone through this little, <laughs> little screen under the mask. And God, it was very difficult to, I couldn't see where I was. So half the time I couldn't tell <laughs> if I was facing the cameras the right way. Um, but it was a lot of fun. It was, it was certainly, uh, an experience. Oh, you nailed all the songs. I mean, Thank I you. love the whole notes version of. Uh, was Thank you. That was that you. was one of my favorite. That was one of my favorite performances. <laughs> nice. I had to ask you. So you know, it seems like the U.S. is waking up again. You know, concerts are being announced, tours are being announced. When is your tour going to be announced, or is it already out there? We're working on it. We are. Uh, <laughs> right. We are definitely. Yeah, we're 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 still trying to figure out the venues and and uh, confirmations on on what dates they can do, but it is in the works right now. And all I can say is we're going to be announcing something soon. Uh, we're really excited. We're we can't wait to get back out there and see the fans. We did the virtual acoustic thing back in the fall, and you know that was fun. It was it was nice to perform at some capacity, but, uh, it definitely does not take the place of no. the real experience. You know, do you think there's going to be any chance, uh, of us seeing you guys live over here? Oh, we hope so. We miss, we miss overseas. We miss Europe. We miss Germany. Um, we get so much support over there. Yeah. Uh, and it's always, it always feels fresh every time we, we come over there and, you know, it's, it's sometimes you perform in the States. I think it's going to be very different now that we've had, you know, almost two years off, people are going to be clamoring to, <laughs> you know, see the show, but you know, you, you play the same place all the time and people are like, yay, <laughs> <laughs> you go, you go over Europe and everybody like, yeah! <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's what we love. Oh, nice man. When was the last time you were over here? I don't even remember. Don't the even last recall. time we were in Europe was with Nickelback on the um man. on the Feed the Machine tour, I believe. Yeah. That was in 2018, 17. Oh, oh yeah, right. 17. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's been a while. Too long. <laughs> Too Obviously. long. It's been about three about three years, yeah. Well, nice one. And uh uh I think actually um, I have no more further questions. Um, okay, awesome. I'm, your done, I'm done, Your Honor. Uh, awesome. Is there, any, well, is there uh, anything I forgot you to ask? Anything? I will. I will just. I will just say that you know, check out Hunger Strike. We just released that today, and the video for Heavy as the Crown is coming soon, and it's next level. It's it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, little tease there. Uh, when you go on tour and you go back out. Is your wife coming and putting this Deadpool figure away into the storage or is it going to be still there? 
This is my room. This is the only room in the house that she doesn't get to touch. Um, and it's and it's full of Batman shit everywhere. But this was actually given to me on that uh, tour with Nickelback um, by Chad. He brought it out oh. on stage uh, on the last show. Um, God, where was the last show? Was it in Hamburg? Was it in Germany? Uh, I, I want to say I want to say our last show might have been in Germany, which is actually when I received this. Um, but nevertheless, I was on that tour the last time we were in Europe. So, um, yeah, she doesn't get to touch Deadpool. That's that's uh, he guards over my office and make sure nobody messes with anything. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Well, good luck to you. Sir. Hey, thank you very much. It was great talking to you. Hope to see you soon in person back here again. Very much so. Likewise. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Be well. well. Take care. Have a great day. All right. <laughs> bye you bye. Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rocking podcasts.